I just thought about it because like no matter what's got to happen, I'm either got to put 10 years into medical school or I'm going to put 10 years into this business. Oh. And, and again, mm. competition kicked in because I'm like, I had so many friends who are still, they're like, uh, they're just getting out of medical school now because I'm, you know, 10 years in. And my goal was if I do this, if it's never marketing, I need to beat the Colton that goes to medical school. Yes. Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. I bet you're starting to think about getting organized in 2023. We have the perfect thing for you. You hear us share about 90 Day Habits all the time. We just came out with a brand new product. It's a 12-month planner, and it has everything you could possibly need for the next 12 months as you plan out every part of your business, your daily dues, your week at a glance, your month at a glance, goals, literally everything you could possibly need in one spot. So if you do not already have your planner, head over to 90dayhabits.co and go get your copy now. This is also a great gift for a teammate, and we'll drop the link in the show notes. Sitting here with my guy, Colton, live in person. Welcome to Getting Magnetic, Colton. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I was like, yeah, I could just interview you. I'll send you the Zoom. He's like, dude, let's do it together because we're local here. I was like, oh, heck yeah. I got to go a little, I got to brag about you for a second. Little background on Colton. So I guess I've I met you a few years ago. I've been watching you online mostly, but we've we've hung out a few times and just so much respect for what you've built within network marketing, but also your family and just, I see you, you got big dad energy, but you know, your relationship with your wife, your family life, your businessman, everything in between, uh, you're moving to Newport, beautiful neighborhood, but Colton's been in network marketing for 10 years. We're amidst this network marketing series. I knew I had to come bring him on. He's a, he's a leader in the industry. He actually just got off Eric Worre's virtual GoPro stage, which is absolutely amazing. What an accomplishment. But, you know, his his resume speaks for himself. I'll brag about him because he might not. He's a seven-figure earner. He, But beyond that, he's going to have over 30 people earn six figures or multiple six figures this year, which is really cool because you can be successful, but what's the fruit of your labor like? What are other people on your team doing? Are they successful? And that's really cool. Um, was you at Team USA Volleyball, right? Yeah, for Before beach, beach network marketing, Beach yeah, Volleyball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely epic. Just a great guy. I have so much to learn from him. And I wanted to bring him on to share and kind of absorb his knowledge for, for you guys, the audience, too. So, Colton, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm pumped to be here. I love podcasts. I just, like, just got to talk to you all day. It's yeah, fun. that's right. I know. It's really, that's it. It's conversational. So, yeah. let's backtrack. Let's start. I know a little bit about it, but I'm excited to learn more. Give me like your your origin story for one with leading up to like how you got into network marketing. Okay, well I think it starts when I was like ten. To yeah. be honest, just because my that's when my mom got involved in network marketing. Mm-hmm. So my mom, oh, a child uh, in network marketing. Yeah, that's always yeah. so interesting to me. So I'm my, excited because my kid is now going to grow up in it. Yeah. So uh, I think my mom was a hairstylist, right, in actually Newport Beach, Corona del Mar, mm-hmm. and she just uh, heard of network marketing and she tried a couple different companies, but then she stuck her ground in one, and she just like I want to be home with my kids. 
kids um, and I want to have a full-time income at home. Mm. And uh, so she, for after three years of grinding, she made a, a, a six-figure income, very residual. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, became a full-time, you know, stay-at-home mom. And it, it was awesome. And a boss. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really understand. What under- was that like? You've told me a little bit about it. But when I heard yeah. you were like reading books for allowances and getting, like, talk to me about that because I'm not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited because that's going to, I get to be that parent. Yeah, I think when you're young, you don't really like understand everything that's going on. You just feel mm-hmm. like this is just life. So, but one of the things I did notice was like I, I saw my nanny less, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm both my, my my dad's in construction, he's like an engineer, mm-hmm. and then my mom's a hairstylist. So two full time jobs. Yeah, you, I had I had a nanny that took care of me a lot, or like after school daycare. So I just saw my mom a lot more, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of things that I just saw, you know, number one, you know, instead of listening to like Disney Channel when I'm <laughs> driving me every AM seven ten. I don't know if you, but we listen to Disney Channel on the way yep. to school. Yep. We listen to like personal development, like mm-hmm. Jim Rohn or Tony mm-hmm. Robbins. So that wasn't always fun because you want to listen to like your tunes, but right. like I knew those things were like planting seeds, right? Another thing she used to do back in the day before social media, she had about 5,000 customers on an auto ship with her company. So she would send out 5,000 postcards every quarter. Um, and they have like the, the supplement, it would be stapled on a Ziploc baggie, the postcard, they're highlighted a certain way with like a stamp. And me and my sister would put them together with her mm. and she'd pay us like a dollar an hour. Mm. You know, so I just saw like what it takes to kind of like run this kind of business. She would mm-hmm. have home parties and home events. And I remember even a couple of times she spoke on stage in front of like thousands of people mm-hmm. and she wanted like me and my sister to go up there. And I'm like, oh. I'm not going to go up. Ah. She's like, well, I'll get you ice cream afterwards. I'm like, no, she's like, I'll give you ice cream at 20 bucks. I'm like, all right. You Little know? <laughs> did she or you know, you'd be on the biggest network marketing stage ever. Yeah, yeah. Which was just got you guys literally a week or two ago, like which is amazing. We'll get there, but okay. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing she did um, for me is she gave me money to read books. Yeah. You know, I, I remember the first book that really changed my mind was just Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. I think I was like 13 or 14 when I read that. Mm-hmm. And she got me, and then another really big one, magazines. I don't even know if this magazine's around anymore, but it's called Success. Yeah, I think Dar- it still is. Darren, it's more online. Yeah. Yeah. So Darren Hardy was actually the owner of Success right, Magazine. And right. every month I would get a subscription and it was interviewing entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So I would read them and I didn't, you know, I would read like who P. Diddy was and how he built, but it wasn't like like how he built an empire, like who mm-hmm. Tony Hawk was, but not like his skateboard, like how he built his business. Mm-hmm. So I grew up after like, you know, years and years of reading like How to Win Friends and Animals People, like I grew up like I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like I don't know what that looks like. Mm. Um, but then obviously I fell in love with volleyball. Mm-hmm. So I, I only went to college because I wanted to be an Olympian, right? But I didn't go to college to get a degree because I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I always knew like once volleyball is over, whenever that is, you know, athletes have a different timing for stuff. I was yeah. like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. That was different than me, but I love that fact and just hearing that you grew up in that entrepreneurial space and that you grew up even in the network marketing space and your mom doing it. And and yeah, listening to Tony Robbins and Rich and uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Jim Rohn on the way to school and all the different things, getting paid to read books is really cool. And just seeing it, like, cause yeah. we, I always say more is caught than taught, right? Seeing your mom go for it, seeing your mom, like I want a different life. I want to be home. I want to provide a different life. It's really cool because especially for me, you know, I have a one-year-old daughter. I know you just welcomed a a little man into the world and you got two now too. To know that I'm working on myself, I'm working on my mindset and my business and that is going to like 
bleed into my family life and my children and how they and they see me going for things and doing it and they'll be listening to Tony Robbins and reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and stuff too. So I love hearing that. And as far as the athlete goes, I was an athlete too. I played football through college. Like, what do you see? Do you see like parallels as far as network marketing and athletes and how you approach it differently? Or did that help you at all in your business? 100%. Yeah. Before we get into that, I just want to add one thing. If there's any parents on here, like one of the things my mom do with the books, Mm -hmm. I didn't get the money unless I told her every chapter I read as a summary via dinner time. Oh, so I had to repeat it. Okay. So it wasn't just like I read it, like I actually had to like regurgitate it. it. That helped me a lot teaching it and like remembering it. So yeah, being an athlete, I mean, I think the number one thing that helped me to be honest is just like a competition. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I viewed and I got really good at my sport. Um, and I just was like, man, and I was not athletic growing up. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I was all, I was never the MVP or most offensive or most defensive, but I I always got the the same trophy every year, most improved. Oh, okay. Right? Like every year. 90% of every year that I played sports, I always got most improved. Wow. Which is hard to compound. That's impressive. Yeah. A a couple of times I didn't, but majority, 80% of 90%. So I I just looked, I'm like, if I went from like one of the least athletic kids at 13 years old to like being on the USA team and one of the most athletic, one of the strongest, Mm -hmm. highest verticals, like all these things, like... And how did I get there? I, I, I did a couple things. Number one, I found the guys who were the best mm-hmm. at my sport. I became really good friends with them. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at what are the drills they do? Where do they practice? How long do they practice? I just wanted to like observe them. And I was like, as long as I work out a little bit more than them, practice mm-hmm. a little more, I will become better. Mm-hmm. And over time, I started beating those guys mm-hmm. and I took their spot on mm-hmm. the USA, you know, training team. That's amazing. Um, so I was like, I'll do that with this, you know, with this, yeah. you know, I was like, if I can be most improved every single year, I will beat the people who have been here longer than me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's been true. I love that. That, that. that reminds me of Kobe Bryant. I listened to a lot of his stuff and he goes, no one will outwork me. If I can get to the gym at four and work out till six, go home, rest, ice bath, uh, eat breakfast, hang with my family. And then I'm back in the gym at nine. And, and he's like, you just, how can you beat that? You'll never catch up to me. And I, I love Kobe so much. All right. So you grew up in this entrepreneurial, even network marketing household. You knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Did you jump right away into network marketing? Like, how'd you get into network marketing? Yeah, I think my mom like overly recruited me. Yeah. And I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. really want to join her company because yeah. it was just like, uh, I, I don't know. I didn't really, uh, but um, what ended up happening was my mom developed a really severe autoimmune disease mm. when I was maybe like 15 uh, or like 12 or something like that. And she almost like passed away. Mm. And she so was going to all these different doctors to help her out. Um, long story short, she went to another doctor when I was like 22 years old, the doctor told her to buy a certain product. Mm -hmm. That product was a network marketing company's Mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. My mom's Googling it. She goes, Oh, this is network marketing. Um, even though it wasn't her company, she's like, I want to refer this to people. And then she wanted me to get that product too. Cause I'm an athlete. And mm-hmm. she's like, Hey, this would help you with your performance. Yeah. She's like, you should go to an event. And I'm like, Oh mom, you made me go to so many events. Mm-hmm. I'm not going. And then she was like, uh, she's like, well, if you don't go, um, you don't have to, but I'm not going to pay your cell phone bill next month. <laughs> Cause I was in college. And yeah. So I was like, all right. So I literally go, I drive like an hour and a half away. I'm like sitting there like upset. It was like a Saturday. And mm-hmm. I was like, dude. But I saw the product, mm-hmm. loved, I was like, oh my gosh, I understand why this product is so good. Mm-hmm. I saw the compensation plan. I'm like, this compensation plan is killer. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then they just painted this vision of like what life could be for you mm-hmm. if you just go all in. And mm-hmm. I just, I got sold. I was bought in. I, I loved the, everything about it. I called my mom. I'm like, mom, we're going to crush this thing, <laughs> yep. you know? And uh, I, I, I couldn't even get started because I had no money. Yeah. So I actually had to, I, I went back to my house. I'm like, okay, what money do I have? Um, I'm, I mean, most athletes in college, I relied on my scholarship for mm-hmm. most of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I sold my guitar and my Xbox oh, okay. um, on Craigslist. Um, and I called, it was in July. My birthday is in November. So I called 10 of my family. Hey, can I get a front on some birthday and Christmas money? <laughs> I love five of <laughs> That's them. That's entrepreneurial. Five thinking. of them said no and laughed at me and said, good try. The other five were like, yeah, here's 20 bucks. Here's yeah. 50 bucks. I'm like, yeah, don't give me birthday. Don't give me Christmas present. Mm-hmm. So after the, those three things, I was able to get, um, get started. Oh, I love the resourcefulness, just yeah. finding a way. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't have the money. I don't have this. I don't have the time. Well, you find good entrepreneurs, and this can be developed, but yeah, no one had resourceful. To me. My, I, mean, I mean, I just, no one had, my mom didn't even have to say what to do. I was yeah. like, I need to do this. Yeah. How can I get involved yeah. kind of thing, you know? And so you're fired up. You're at the meeting. The vision's casted for you. Yeah. You're a yes which is awesome because it can be kind of rare. Usually people are a no for a while before they're a yes. Did you have hesitations or did you have fears going in or were you just coming in guns blazing? Uh, I came in guns blazing. Yeah. I think it's because I had a good understanding of what network marketing could provide. Mm-hmm. Um, cause my right, mom, right. right? And right. then, so I never had any like issue with it because mm-hmm. I mean, my mom, it helped my mom and it was great because when she had an autoimmune disease, and she couldn't work anymore. And she had to stay at home and like kind of be bettered. And for like years and years, like mm-hmm. she was able to live off her residual income. Mm-hmm. So I saw it as like a, a, a great way. And I saw people in that company that I'm in now that were crushing it. Yeah. And I could relate with them. I was like, these guys are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, dude, if they can do it, um, why can't I? I can you know, do so it. I just I just went to every single person that I knew that was on my volleyball team and mm-hmm. all the other sports teams, and I was telling them like, let's do this thing, let's go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. This is it. Mm-hmm. So you're you're 10 years in now, and we're gonna fast forward and then rewind. You're it's seven figure earner, you're absolutely crushing. You have a team, a large global team, and you have so many people on your team crushing it. Obviously, it never just starts there. Yeah. Going back, like walk me through some of the like the struggles or some things that like got you to this point or the failures or in the beginning, like because I think a lot of people, they'll they'll be excited like you and I and they'll be like, I believe I see the proof and I'm going to do this. And then they might get a few rejections or a few no's. And six months later, they're nowhere to be found. I think that does happen a lot. And that's human nature and that's the gym and it's network marketing and it's entrepreneurship in general and it's everything, relationships. Walk me through, yeah, some of the early struggles like and how you got, oh, you overcame them and now you're you're highly successful 10 years totally. in. But some of that beginning stuff. Yeah, I, so, so originally, uh, so I got involved the summer before my senior year of college, okay. right? And I'm, so just to give you background, like, during this time, you know, I am starting on the Long Beach State team, and Long Beach State is the number one funnel school for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Like for volleyball, look, or, yeah, for volleyball. Yeah. That's why I went there. Right. Okay. I, I got scholarships to USC, UCLA, Pepperdine, mm-hmm. anywhere, but Long Beach State is always the number one. For you the, knew what you wanted, and yeah, well, it, it, it's like Long Beach State dirt bags for baseball. It's just yeah. like a great school for a specific program. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I, I, so I'm there, right? And then also too, you know, I'm like debating on going to medical school. Mm-hmm. So I'm like kinesiology, exercise, and science, and I'm like, do I do this? But then, um, so, so first struggle was, um, 
everybody um just didn't have money yeah because we're all seniors like when you're when you're a full-time student especially Mm -hmm. athletes like we're just broke Mm -hmm. so i got all these and like i was resourceful Mm -hmm. and i just like thought like duh like i would sell but no one thought that my way like no mm-hmm. one thought about that right and then a lot of people too um i'm in the health and wellness industry mm-hmm. so a lot of people saw the product i'm in and then they would go online and they would like search negative facts You're like oh i found like this this, <laughs> yeah. this and i'm like you just drink soda like yeah. i don't even drink yeah. soda i'm like this doesn't make sense yeah. like you should google the like you know like the french fries you just ate right, you know? right so that was kind of interesting too like people just aren't as healthy and sometimes when like and a lot of people had like um a lot of my friends had objections around like sales mm-hmm. and i was just like it was really interesting you just because i think before that i never would have the conversation about business and finances and success with my close circle mm-hmm. it was mostly like parties and athletics and sports yep. and kinesiology classes like bio and chem and physics and anatomy and but once i started introducing entrepreneurship to people um, I was just blown away at like how high level I thought and how like low level other people thought mm-hmm. like people really wanted, to, cause I, again, I didn't go to college to get a job, right? but 99.9% of all my friends did. did. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. So that was really mm-hmm. difficult for, cause I always knew like I had to find like entrepreneurship, like you have to find something mm-hmm. and it, I knew like I had to get into some type of network or get introduced to something. That's how I did with Tony Hawk and P Diddy and all these mm-hmm. other entrepreneurs I read about. Like it just, it just randomly kind of happened. Mm-hmm. So that was hard. The, the, the no money. And then the pyramid scheme thing, that was a big one too. Oh, walk me through that one. You're 10 years in. So yeah. you, you're talking to me. You're like, wait, you got to do this, this opportunity. It's amazing. Look at the product. Let me get you some, like, this is epic. And I'm like, oh, it's cool, all Colton, but like, that's one of those pyramid schemes, right? This is an yeah. MLM. Well, this what do you is, say well, to that? Okay, so this is how I. This is how you never answer that. Okay, yeah. so I answered it horribly once. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think that was real, so I was yeah. like. Of course, it's a pyramid scheme. I'm on top of the pyramid, but I'm going to teach you how to make your own pyramid and you'll be on the top of your own pyramid. And I was just like playing along with it, like totally yeah. joking. Oh, so you're joking. This is actually like at a home meeting. Okay. Right? Okay. This. Like, so this was this in like jest. seven, there's like seven people at a home event. I'm yeah. presenting my product and my, and my company, my comp yeah. plan. And one of the, that was the objection, like middle of my presentation. And I literally just say that, like yeah. totally laughing. Yeah. And these people's faces go white. Oh. And I was like, guys, I'm just kidding. And they're like, no, get out. Oh. And I was like, guys, it's a joke. Like, this is not a pyramid scheme. And I had, I had to leave. So oh I was like, I was like oh, like never say it that way before. But, yeah. <laughs> but so, but, but the way I explain, the way I think of it is, um, it's like real estate, right? So real estate, you know, you got, you, you bought uh, real estate before, yeah. right? Okay. So when you buy real estate, usually you have a real estate agent, right? Mm-hmm. They get paid. Mm-hmm. And they usually have a broker mm-hmm. that also gets paid. <clears throat> yep. And there's also a loan officer you probably worked with, mm-hmm. right? And there's also a loan, a loan, a, uh, what is it? Mortgage yeah. broker. Yeah. And there's a title company. Yeah. And there's an appraisal, appraiser. And, an and then there's inspectors, yeah. right? And there's almost like levels of this, right? Or like, yeah. let's say you get like a car, right? So a lot of people buy a car at a car dealership. You have a salesman and then you have the, the sales manager mm-hmm. and then you have like the regional manager mm-hmm. then you have like the owner. So there's like levels of compensation, mm-hmm. right? So I, I saw that. And the same with, with so many other companies, uh, solar sales, there's levels of compensation because you get incentivized to help certain people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just saw it. It's, it's not like, and I think, but the, the definition of a pyramid scheme is if somebody buys a product only with the intent of making money. Mm-hmm. But with us, 
90% of people who buy our product are just customers. Right, right. So if somebody buys a product and they're happy without any money-making uh, potential, mm-hmm. then that's by definition not a pyramid scheme. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, but but some people just don't really understand that because they aren't familiar with sales, um, which makes sense because, you know, and I, I think it always comes back to a story yeah. of, of a negativity yep. that happened to either them uh, a close friend or a co- close family member. Mm-hmm. And usually it comes from an uh, inexperienced salesperson over-promising and under-delivering. Yes. And I think that's been the biggest hurdle for most people is usually when somebody says, I'm like, you have a story, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm like, How, like what's what's a pyramid scheme to you? And just say, and I'll be like, just curious, like, has there been any negative, you know, experience around that before? And they usually, oh yeah, my uncle, or yeah, my friend, or or me. And I'm yeah. like, well, what happened? What did this person promise? Mm-hmm. And what did they deliver? Mm-hmm. And then I just, I'm more realistic. I'm like, well, you can make money with us, but it is hard work. Yeah. It is sales. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can also lose weight at the gym, yeah. but you got to work. It's <laughs> yeah, the same thing yeah. with this, right? Yeah. You're not going to be given money, right. but we can show you the resources, the tools that everyone else does to make money. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm just more realistic yeah. and that usually overcomes that objection. I love what you said too. Like if someone says that, like, oh, isn't this a pyramid scheme? Just flipping the question back on them be like, great question, affirming them. And then be like, you know what? Actually, what is a pyramid scheme to you? Like, how do you think about it or define it? People love talking, but that's going to put them, they probably don't really know. They probably don't have, they just have heard, oh, it's one of those things. And so then, you know, not to embarrass them at all. You don't want to embarrass them. You definitely don't want to do that. You want to affirm and empower them them and be like, they might be like, you know, it's one of those things where don't you get paid in the first person in and whatever their definition is. And yeah, then coming back to like, yeah, I've kind of, a, you know, it's in the industry or sales, but I feel felt found. Like I totally feel you feel this way. I felt the same way. I thought it was too. Yeah. I didn't know. And then come in from some empowering, affirming, but I had a business degree. I looked into, it, I realized this is a smart compensation plan. Oh, this is efforts based entrepreneurship. I'm not guaranteed anything. It's whatever I'm willing to work for. And what I realized is, my success is predicated on if I can help other people be successful. My clients yeah. in their health, other people making money through the opportunity. And so I love flipping the question back and them. Technically, pyramid schemes are illegal. Yeah, you're trading money for no exchange of products. Like yeah. it's like it's like a Ponzi scheme. Like yeah, they're illegal. Like, like if I bought into a pyramid scheme and if I didn't make money, yeah. I'm upset. Yeah. Right. But with our product or network marketing, I could buy the product from somebody and I'm happy with the product, mm-hmm. then if I'm happy, then it, it, it done. Right. You, you can't have a pyramid scheme. Right. It has That's to, it. everyone has to make money and the intent of everyone has to be making money. Mm-hmm. But when you have the majority of people coming in not wanting to make money, then it, it, it's void. It voids yeah. it out. I love it. Okay, let's go back to your journey. So like, did things just jump off for you right away? Did oh, you bro, just earn no. six figures no, right no, away? No, like, no, go no, th- no, like no, no. how long did it oh, take bro. you to earn six okay, figures? What so was that I'm journey like? like? So my, I, they're like, give away your product for free free sample people and whoever samples the most people makes the most customer sign up so i'm sampling everybody Mm -hmm. bro paying all this money driving around like hitting up people bringing them and dude i remember there was one time i drove two and a half hours in traffic to bring to to grab my grandma Mm because i was just like i need i need my i need anybody to come to these events yeah i bring my grandma (laughs) once i get to her house it takes me an hour and a half to take her to the event Oh. And then I bring her back, and you know, the event's about two hours. And I bring her back about another hour and a half, and I'm like, "Hey, Grandma, I just want to give you my product to try." She goes, "I don't even want to try it." Oh, 
then I have to drive your home. Your grandma. Then I have to drive home another two hours. Wallowing in yourself. So, so, yeah. so that, and another neg- negative thing. I remember that, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, my dad like verbally just like ma- embarrassing me, mm-hmm. cussing at me. I love my dad. Like he, you know, but he just made me feel so small and mm-hmm. so little um, about what I was doing. And he, I know he was trying to protect me because he yeah. didn't understand but it was just, it was super embarrassing for yeah. my whole family, like just making me making a mockery of like oh. what I was doing, and I, I think literally it took me. Uh, seven, How do you come back from that? The close family and friends. Like oh, dude, that. totally success as revenge. Yeah, like I'm like I'm so gonna make I'm it. gonna make more money than you <laughs> at 24 years old, and yeah. I did. Yeah, a year later, but 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 again. So my first customer took me seven months. Okay. Um, I even put my and products- Colton works for a company that it's a higher ticket product. Um, I work for a company. It's a lower ticket average product. So it's just, it's different, same structure, different product. You guys have payment plans, financing options. So yeah. it can become similar, but it took you seven months to get your first my customer. First, That's my first really customer. Good. Yeah, now yeah. a seven figure earner. I made earner. 50 bucks. Now a seven figure <laughs> earner. He made $50 in his first seven months. And then my That's second customer, I got better because it took me five months to get my second customer. So in 13 months, I had two customers and I worked extremely hard. I brought probably like 20 people to an event. I even put my products, all of my locker room. I have 40 guys on my team, including mm-hmm. the, if you think of the coaches, the trainers, none of the guys in my on my sports team, my coaches, they were trying the product, but none of them wanted to purchase yeah. it. Um, 13 months, two customers. 13 months, I wanna two customers. really focus on that because most people won't give it 13 months, especially they work as hard as you did yeah. and made hundreds of dollars probably in 13 months. Yeah. I think what helped me a lot though is my upline was my mom mm-hmm. and she was selling. Yeah. And I think like, so why do you think? It because was she was experienced she's or skills? Experienced. She had a network. Yeah. She knew she had skills. Mm-hmm. She had skills. Mm-hmm. She knew those little things. But so, so now I'm 13 months in, right? Um, now it's like, okay, what do I do? Like, like I said, I kind of started the question off. I was like, I have to pick one of three things, go pro volleyball full time, um, go to medical school and apply, get my MCAT or do this, you know, network marketing thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. like, um, I really cold called anesthesiologists, like randomly got their phone numbers and I was like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? I got a hold of a couple of Ooh. them and like, they weren't good salesmen. <laughs> so I was like, cause I'm Naturally. like, dude, 10 years in school, all this mm-hmm. debt. So I'm like, can't do that. And then I saw all my buddies who were coaching me who like won silver medal, gold medal, bronze medal in the Olympics, their life as a 40 year old was like in shambles like they're like living on a couch like no family and i'm just like whoa a lot of people think of michael phelps but look at michael phelps when he's 40 years old yeah most of those people michael phelps is a rare exception because yeah, he's like he's number built one a brand and but stuff. the majority of olympians are just like high school coaches right and i'm just like dude i don't i it's not that high school coaching is bad no that my goal is be an entrepreneur yeah. big empire all that stuff so the only thing that i could think about was like dude these people in my company are crushing it impacting thousands of people big incomes happy family vacations Mm. all the good stuff and i was like dude i just thought about it because like no matter what's got to happen i'm either got to put 10 years into medical school or i'm going to put 10 years into this business and and again competition kicked in because i'm like i had so many friends who are still they're like they're just getting out of medical school now because i'm you know 10 years in and my goal was 
if I do this, if it's network marketing, I need to beat the Colton that goes to medical school. Yes. Because yes. my biggest nightmare is if I'm 10 years in and I'm making less money than an anesthesiologist would. Because yeah. that would have been my life. Right. You know? But you would have been ladled with debt. And I loved that reflection because what I think about too, when you think about the top 1% of the network marketing profession, and Colton's probably in the top 0.1 or something like that. But even the top 1%, and you stack it up against the top 1% doctor, lawyer, accountant, Wall Street guy, whatever, and you compare quality of life, oh, I, I bet yeah, you 10 yeah. out of 10 network marketers have a better life than, than that top 1% in these other professions yeah. because of the ability to kind of create your own life, your own schedule, to work it around yeah. your family and your life, and you still work hard. But it's just, it's different. And then you build this business, this organization, this empire, whatever you want to call it, and there is a level of residual. And there is a level of, oh, I don't have to be there doing surgery. Yeah. I don't have to be there doing the thing. You still work it. You still you lead leaders. You still do a lot of things. But that top 1% at any industry, I would put network marketing up against any of them and look at the quality of life. And you're like, that's it. And then am I willing to go until I get there? I remember I dated this girl and both of her parents were doc like big time doctors. They owned a home in Irvine Cove, you mm -hmm. know where that is? Yeah. It's right next to Emerald Bay. Mm -hmm. It's just as expensive as Emerald Bay. Yeah. Maybe nicer. These are um, like multi, multi-million dollar homes. Yeah, Beautiful. I think the cheapest home was maybe like 10 million. Yeah, yeah. And I we were hanging out at her house and I'm just like, dude, your parents are like never home. Yeah. And she goes, Yeah, they're always at the hospital. Like, how many is a week? She's like six or seven. Yeah. I was like, six or seven. I'm like, why even live at mm -hmm. Irvine Cove? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And then I have the guys that are like been in my company for 10, 20 years. They're like living in similar neighborhoods and they're like walking their dog at like 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in their front yard. And people yep. are like, what do you do? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just the money, it's the time freedom. It's that. You and know? That's, that's everything. Yeah. And that was me too. I moved to California and I was in the in Wall Street finance world. And I started to see, I'm looking at all my mentors there and bosses and everything. I'm like, I don't want their life. No. I don't want their life. Scared Maybe me. the CEO owner who had the equity and could cash out was like, maybe, but I can't be him for like 20 plus that's years. That's a pyramid scheme. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And so I, I hit up my CEO and I'm like, how long will it take for me to be you? And he's of course like baiting me. He's like, well, I might retire somewhat soon and you could be in line. I'm like, oh, I could see right through this. I'm like, all right, I moved to California. But it's California. only one person. It's one person. Yeah. And you know, it's a decent living. But, and then I see, I'm in California. I see, yeah, people walk around at 11 a.m. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, they're in control of their own life. They're entrepreneurs. Maybe they're network marketers. Maybe they own their, some other business where they have some yeah. level of residual. But I was like, I gotta become an entrepreneur. And then network marketing, I believe, is turnkey. You don't have to risk a lot of the money up front. You do have to put time and energy in. You can be profitable but right away. It depends on, of course, things, product, comp plan, everything. But I see it as that turnkey entrepreneurship. And I want to go back to you. So it took you 13 months to get two customers. When did you make six figures? Like how long did My that take? My second year. Your second year. So there was your first 000. year was you made a few hundred dollars. 50 bucks. And I actually probably made, lost a couple thousand because of all of the gas right, money right. and event tickets. But even your paychecks without the cost I were got 50 bucks. one check, $50. And then your time. next year you made 142 grand. On my 1099. So what was that jump? So this is what happened. I went to a company event. I met a 19-year-old. I saw him before. I met a 19-year-old kid who made $19,000 in third, that, the 30 days before the event. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was a liar. So I went up to him when he was done speaking, like, you know, testimonial kind of yeah. thing. And I was like, show me your, show me your uh, deposits on your, you know, your phone. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he I showed them to me. And I was like, damn, I got a phone number. 
and I called him every day and texted him like eight times a day for maybe like the whole year. Wow. And I, I knew, cause this is why I did volleyball. I became friends with the, the best yeah. volleyball players in my County mm. and or- Orange County. It's like Laguna beach, Newport beach, like Corona Mar. Like these guys are the, these, all these guys yeah. go to the Olympics cause yeah. they just play. So I'm like, I'm going to do the same thing with this business. Yeah. I'm going to become friends with this person somehow, some way, what can I provide this person? And what I provided him was friendship and community. So this guy was kind of a dork growing up, didn't mm-hmm. have a lot of friends. I had a plethora of friends mm-hmm. and my girlfriend's friends at the time, they were all single. I was like, hey, come out with us. Yeah. Always inviting him out, mm-hmm. you know, eventually he started coming out. And, and you I were like just... five years older than him at that time? So I was so... 23 yeah, and he yeah. was 19. Four, okay. Yeah, so he lived in Torrance yeah. and I would invite him out and when we were at clubs and the bars and stuff like that, it would just be me and him. Mm-hmm. I'm just picking his brain the yes. whole time and I'm introducing him to my girlfriend's single friends yeah. and driving him around, paying for so his- So you were adding value to him. Totally. And, 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 and it was like- extracting value from his brain. And, and I'm just knowledge. like, and I would ask him everything. Where did you meet your last customer? How did you present everything? How did you close them? What objections do they have? How did you finance them? Because we do payment plans. Mm-hmm. Where did you find the financing companies? Because he was using outside financing companies. Mm-hmm. How did you get them in, enrolled? How did you get those people started? And I asked him like over and over and over again. And then, so I, I learned a system. Mm-hmm. I learned from prospecting to introduction to closing to following up. I learned everything. Mm-hmm. How do you track your leads? How, all the little things like how do you um what are some books you listen to? he got he introduced me to my first sales book i remember an audible mm. and i listened to it over and over and over again he taught me about how to save my money better because i was just blowing it after i started doing it mm-hmm. then i would text him every single day what are you doing right now what are you doing right now i wanted to learn his daily method of operation mm-hmm. and since he was some people aren't actively recruiting and they have a big income he was actively signing people up. Mm-hmm. So I knew that this guy was somebody that I wanted to model. So I knew what his what his weekly schedule was, what his daily schedule was, how he tracked everything. And then this is what I, this is what I knew. I knew everything I needed to do. Mm-hmm. All I needed to do now is a little bit more than him every single day. And I will make more money than him. Mm-hmm. Within about six to eight months, I was making more money than him. Oh wow! Because I just work. I just worked more. Yeah. Right. It's it's like with anything. Like as long as you know what someone does, as long as you do the exact same action, the exact same way. I listened to the same book as him. I did everything, but I just worked a little bit more than him. Mm-hmm. After eight mm-hmm. months, I was making more money than him. Mm. That's good. So you mo- you found someone who was where you wanted to be, you modeled after them, you surrounded yourself with them, you found ways to add value, the proximity, and then you just did a little more. And that compounded, that compounded, you made six figures in your second year. So from there, did it go quantum? Did you scale it? Like what what was the journey from there? So quick thing, I want to say this, most people would never do what I did because this guy wasn't, like his personality wasn't cool. Yeah. Like he, he wasn't a, a person you'd want to really be around. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't the best looking guy. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of a creep. But I would bring him around people. My girlfriend's like, why you bring this guy around? Yeah. I'm like, cause this guy makes $19,000 a month yeah. and we don't, Yeah. <laughs> you know? And he was kind of, he was a difficult person to be friends with, to yeah. be honest. But, yeah. and I, that's why most people wouldn't do what I did mm-hmm. because I was willing to like lower my social equity or like my mm-hmm. social proof right with my group of friends my click to hang around somebody who had a result that i wanted mm-hmm. right so um what was the question you had again so then going back to so you hung around this guy you modeled after oh, him, the scaling, and then you right? him yeah oh, how'd bro. you scale okay from so this, this is so this is what happened so i'm like 
I kind of became, so one of the things I learned too, most people listening to this are great employees. Mm -hmm. I was a great employee. I actually got the job um, that I was working at to actually build a business. So a lot of people think, oh, you were a personal trainer. I'm like, yes, but I- So you're a personal trainer alongside this network marketing? But I only became a personal trainer to sell people at the gym. Mm -hmm. So after I graduated college, I was like, well, I know I can't go full-time in network marketing. I made two sales, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? So I was like- so I asked myself this question. I was like, who are people who have money? And this light bulb went off. There's this gym called Equinox who was trying to recruit me to be a trainer. Their monthly membership was $180 a month. That was our monthly payment, $180 mm-hmm. a month. I'm like, these are people who spend money on their health. Mm-hmm. I just don't know them yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get a job there. And this gym, Equinox in Irvine, has about five to 10,000 members. Mm-hmm. Like massive. It's almost like a country club. It's like five stories. Like Kobe Bryant worked out there. Um, so I was like, I'm going to go there to network with those people to sell them my product. Mm-hmm. That was the only reason I got a job there. Yeah. So I built up a, a, a training clientele of about 30 sessions a week. So that was kind of hard too. Cause like I had to kind of pause my network marketing business. I had to build up a secondary business of personal training. Mm-hmm. I became known there. I literally was there seven days a week. My manager told me I couldn't work there seven days a week. So I wouldn't clock in on Sundays, <laughs> but I would get there at 5 a.m., so I'd wake up around four. I would leave. I, I, no, I, would, I wouldn't leave until 10 p.m. at night. And I would sleep in the trainer's lounge every day um, during like uh, like the sessions when nobody really was there, which was usually like 10 to 12 and then like two to like three. Um, and I would always just try to meet people. Hey, what's up? I'm Colton. You know, I'm, I'm new here. I'm a trainer. How can I help you? Not to just sell training, just to be known, right? So um what that when that happened was the cool thing with that job was I I started I almost stopped building my business because they were making me believe in this dream of being a six figure earning personal trainer. <laughs> and then after like a couple of months it got easy because yeah. my clients were built in and I was making great money and I was getting out of the debt I was in. I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll just do this. Mm-hmm. But then my mom made five thousand dollars in one week. And I was like, damn in a week, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's like my sick mom. So I was like, no, I got to build this business again. So mm-hmm. my session to start, I, so this is the thing. I stopped becoming the best employee at my job. Mm. Um, I started, I wasn't bad. Actually, I probably did a couple of bad things. Like I was, <laughs> sometimes I would like go on like, uh, I'm supposed to like clean the gym and like pick up weights. And I would like go in the stairway and like do three-way calls yeah. <laughs> or like I would clock in sometimes. So they had to go there and I would go to like deliver and like meet up with people like outside of the gym. So I was kind of bad, but I just learned that, um, long story short, my manager started catching on. I, I wasn't caring about my job anymore. And they sat me down they go, Hey, Colton, I was working part-time eventually. And they're like, we want you to be full-time here. And I'm like, is there any way I can do this part-time? Because I'm making eight, that month they told me this in their office, I was making $8,000 that month on the side with my network marketing business. And I think that month I made about 2000 in my personal training business. Oh, wow. So they're like, hey, we need you back full-time here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, can I just be your part-time? They're like, no. Um, but I'm like, other people work here part-time. Why can't I? They're like, yeah, it's not going to work out for you that way. So either you got to be full-time or no time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I guess you guys are forcing me to quit. So I got to go. And it was way earlier that I wanted to quit my job. And Mm -hmm. it scared me to death. Yeah. Because this was the best gym to work out in Orange County. 
and I only have a kinesiology degree, which I can't really do anything with. So like if this network marketing business doesn't work out, number one, my dad is right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Wait. Number number two, the only the, the next best place I can get a job is 24 hour fitness, mm-hmm. which is embarrassing. Cause like now all my high school friends, are like, dude, you went to college for four years and I work at 24 hour fitness kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I had and then I wanted it so bad. So I almost had like this fear of just like my dad's right, my I'm gonna be a joke, and I'm just gonna prove everybody wrong. So mm-hmm. I just hustled as much as I could hustle. And my business went from like 8,000 the next month, right? Technically I'm full time, mm-hmm. 12,000. The next month, 15, the next month, 18, 22, the next 24, 28, $32,000 in a month. Mm-hmm. I'm 24 years old. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, then I made this pact where like, I was like, I remember I listened to a Brian Tracy audio and he said, write down 20 things you need to sacrifice. And he says, usually it's the last thing you write down. It's what you need to sacrifice, hit your goal. At the time, I'm a U.S. athlete, right? Ripped, shredded. Mm-hmm. And the last thing was working out. Oh, And I was like, you know, dude. That hits, that hits. And I was like, bro, give up working out. So I actually didn't work out for about 13 to 15 months. Wow. And I was someone who was working out three, four hours a day. Mm-hmm. So, but giving up something temporarily um, and help, which allowed me to work my business, my my, one of my mentors called us from eight, eight till faint, mm-hmm. right? Like waking up on my phone and my goal every single day was like, how quick can I drain my phone battery? Mm. And it would be gone by like 11 o'clock. Yeah. I had to get a Mophie case. I don't know if those are still exist. Yeah. But my, I would just like, then I would drain my Mophie battery. Mm-hmm. I'd have my team at my house. And the only reason you would come to my house if you're on my team is so I can use your phone to call your prospects. <laughs> and we're talking to people or we're calling people to go to their house and present the opportunity and the product to them. Or you're at my house because you're having... Your, your prospects come to me and we're going to give them free samples. We're going to share with them how the product works, how the comp plan works. And we were just in this hustle mode. And then I called it, uh, a, so we have like this product demonstration. We just had this a thing that I came up with, a demo a day keeps the commission checks on their way. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was like, I need to show a new person a demo in person every day. And eventually I started showing one person, two people. And it got up to like three to four people a day mm-hmm. every single day. So I was doing, you know, in-home presentations, sometimes 60 to 70 a month. Mm, um, wow. But I was making 30000 a month, mm-hmm. 24, 25 years old. And then it got to the point where I'm like, I was having all mm-hmm. of my team and I'd have contests about people booking appointments with me. So right. it kind of became, it became the Colton show. Right. And I, I got, I was, I was horrible in the beginning, but I knew, well, this is actually another funny thing too. Right when, because my whole my whole strategy of making sales was like give away free product and bring them to an event where somebody else at the presentation mm-hmm. right now we have zoom calls and stuff like that which is great so i do i'll do like we, we had like phone calls but i would have other but then right when i quit my job or forced to quit the guy who usually did that got sick and he wasn't able to do a presentation for like a year mm-hmm. and i was like i never did a presentation and i was scared to death i'm mm-hmm. like dude that was the only way I made sales was to yeah. bring people in front of this dude who's like a million dollar earner mm-hmm. and he closed them for me. It was like, yeah. a, it was an easy, it was a layup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have to be that guy now or I'm going to go work at 24 hour freaking fitness, <laughs> dude. <laughs> so I just became the, it became the Colton show. I wrote out this guy's presentation like three times, like a two hour presentation. I wrote it out word for word and I became great. I memorized it, became the Colton show. And then once I, I couldn't like keep putting people in front of me and other people's living rooms, I actually found a, what are those called? The conference rooms I'd rent out once a week in the overflow. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't have the time, 
come to this conference room once a week. And it was actually at the gym I worked at. Mm. That they didn't allow me to become a member anymore either. <laughs> so they, they, they actually told me, they're like, you can't be a member here. For, I think it was like six months or a year. Wow. But I, was, but I found a loophole that they didn't own the second story. Mm. They owned story one, three, four, and five. The second story was owned by a restaurant owner. So I became friends with the manager. I gave her some of my product. She loved it. And I'm like, can I rent out this conference room for you? Mm. She said, yes. So then we started putting that. And then that, the first, I mean, the first event I had, my sponsor didn't even show up, my mom. (laughs) (laughs) It was just me. Next event, next week, two people. The next event, three people. Eventually got up to like over 100 people on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And we were just kicking out. I remember there was one day we came in, we sold $40,000 of product in one night. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, actually... What's uh no more than that? What's what's eighteen times five thousand? Eighty. So yeah, ninety thousand. In one night, we sold about ninety thousand dollars worth of volume yeah. just from that one event. I was yeah. like, bro, it was insane. And we were having people make money, and it was just like, and all of us, all of these people on my team, like, never really made money anymore. So all of us, we called it monopoly money because mm-hmm. it felt fake. Mm-hmm. We're like, dude, like this is crazy. And then it kind of got, I actually got burnt out to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. Like after about 18 months, I didn't work out. I actually had fat like all over my gut, Mm -hmm. but I was making money and I was like, bro, I'm just gonna like travel and lay on the beach. And then for three, I think it was like three months I'm traveling. I'm like not really answering my phone. I felt like I wasn't working my business, Mm -hmm. but I was working like 25 hours a week. (laughs) I was like answering phone calls that were coming to me, but I wasn't like proactive anymore because I was just so burnt out after like a year and a half of doing Mm -hmm. this. I became the number one recruiter in my company. And then um, eventually I was like so scared that my residuals got to go away, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was the weirdest thing. I'm like, oh, it's got to go away eventually. But it kept staying like in the high 20s. Eventually, I think the lowest got was like 19K in a month, mm-hmm. but it just kept staying. And I was like, dude, but then I felt like I wasn't like worth the money. I had like these like weird, like, mm-hmm. you're not worth this. You shouldn't be getting this much money. Like, mm. and I was like, what? And it was just like this weird emotional time for me. But then what happened was after like, I think like, five or six months of just like going to the gym, I kind of just got bored. And I, cause like I could go anywhere. I was traveling. I remember I traveled for 90 days and I didn't come home. I was mm-hmm. in Hawaii, Florida, like all these Vegas, all these fun places with cool people. But eventually I'm like, dude, like this is kind of lonely. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I have all the free time I want. I have all the money that I want. I'm driving a brand like a new seven series BMW. I live in Newport Beach, like like five houses from the sand. I'm traveling, doing anything I want. And then I was like, bro, I need to like bring people with me. Like I have mm. people on my team who are making money, but like not the money I'm making and not mm-hmm. the residual I'm making. So that's kind of when I went back and I was like, I really want to like build systems in place Mm. so it's not just the colton show so when i want to leave and have a family in the future like Mm -hmm. these things can run and then like it's it's a way that the newest person can get plugged in because eventually after a while like you become so far removed from the growth of your team that people don't even know who you are Mm -hmm. like you don't even know who they are like you just get like checks you're like bob signed up sally you're like i don't know who bob is and (laughs) i don't even know who sally is but i love you guys because i just got a check from you yeah so it just got to that place where it's like they're so far away from me and it's funny because i have people on my team like they do like these group calls like group coaching calls i'm like you know, I didn't do a group coaching call until I was making 20,000 a month mm-hmm. or like 15,000 a month. They're like, really? What'd you do? I'm like, a demo a day keeps the commission checks on their way. Mm-hmm. The only reason I would talk to you if you're on my team is if you can put people in front of me or we would do a three-way phone call. I mm-hmm. kind of did all the system stuff like way later. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that, you know, in hearing your story, it's obvious you had an entrepreneurial mindset. You grew up in it, but you also had that like insatiable appetite to go build this and to one, make sure your dad wasn't right. You you had the pain points too, like driving you and almost that fear even like, I'm not going to let my dad be right. I'm not going to let the Colton who went to be a doctor be more successful than me. I'm not going to go to 24 hour fitness. So, and that pain and that fear drove you, but kind of what you've said too, you're like, okay, it was the Colton show too. And not everyone, what I realize that, you know, in network marketing, we deal with a lot of people will put that effort in almost no one will. And that's why, you know, you're in the 0.1%. So how did it morph to, and I like what you said, you could go do anything, but the beach gets boring eventually. Yeah, I mean, like, I got to bring do people it, with me. Do it for a month. The impact. You yeah. will get bored. Yeah. Do it for 90 days like I did. It will do work out for three hours a day. Go to your favorite restaurant, go to the beach. You'll after 90 days, you realize you're alone because no one else can do it with you because they yeah. don't have the time freedom. And how did you start empowering people who even admit, Colton, I'm not going to do what you've done. I'm not going to put that work in. And you know, in the back of your mind, like most people will never, never do this amount of work. How do you empower the person? Like, I just want to join and make like two grand a month or like oh, yeah, 500 yeah. a month. Oh, or I, like, I, yeah, I, like how do you start to empower Everyone. Well, like for instance, like those people I want to work with. Okay. You can plug into my group coaching calls, yes. but I'm not giving you a one-on-one phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the people I work with, they're like, yo, dude, no, mm-hmm. I am making 20K. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I am like, they're the ones that showed me that they were worth my time mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like I would just do, and I, I was like straight up like brutally honest on my calls. I'm like, yo, I'm only here to make a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Who wants to make a million a year? And mm-hmm. I look at the chat roll. And I'm, I'm like, yo, you got to sacrifice some stuff. I told them the stuff I sacrificed. And I, some people are like, I'll give up working out for 18 months. I'm like, no, you actually should do double days for 13 months. Because the reason <laughs> that the thing that's holding you back is you're not in shape. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. got to be a product of your product. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think I, I first I see the person who's telling me they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Then I see the actions that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then based upon, and I also, you have to be mm-hmm. a recruiter. Mm-hmm. I, at the end of the day, I think of like, you know, I was also a basketball player in high school, like Magic Johnson recruited LeBron James. Mm-hmm. You have to see potential in people. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of the four great things that come from a network. Like the best network market in the world has four things. Number one, they have influence, mm-hmm. which means if they speak something and tell someone to do something, people will actually listen, mm-hmm. right? The next thing is they have an, a quality network of people. Mm-hmm. So, right, so they're influential. So if they tell those network of people to do something, that network of people actually does it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, third thing, they're, they, they're willing to work, mm-hmm. which means they're willing to bend over backwards to make sure something gets accomplished. Mm-hmm. What's well, something I did? I didn't work out, which is something I thoroughly enjoyed. I wouldn't go to sleep until 2 a.m. if I had a call in Europe or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the last one was coachability. Mm-hmm. Am I being a follower to somebody who has better results than me? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think, you know, so I would look for those four, four characteristics. And most people usually have the, the top two or the bottom two. Mm-hmm. And most very rarely people have all four because mm-hmm. usually if you have influence in a network, you have a big ego mm-hmm. and a small bank account mm-hmm. and you're not coachable and willing to work. Mm-hmm. Or you have the people who are super coachable, willing to work with low influence and a low network. Mm-hmm. So usually what I would have to do is find somebody you know, who kind of had the most that I can and I would give them assignments to work on the ones they are weak in mm-hmm. while working with them individually. Yeah. 
you yeah. know? So I think that's good because yeah, it's rare that someone has all four. No and one you has can all four in the beginning. Them. Yeah, no one has all four developed the them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the great thing is you can, but people don't realize like, oh, I join, but if you don't have influence, well, you got to work on influence. Go yeah. put yourself out there on social media. Go start doing meetings. Go become that person. Become the leader. Become the healthy person. Become all these things where all of a sudden you say something and it yeah. carries weight. And then build your network. Go join Equinox. Go join Lifetime Fitness. Go join places where successful people are, people that can buy your product, people that understand business. And all of, and you learn from them and you network with them. And then all of a sudden your network's growing. Yeah. And then if you aren't coachable or you don't have a good work ethic, those might even be harder to build because a lot of that's intrinsic, but you, you start to realize what you want, why you want it, start to visualize that life you want and be like, okay, I, I better get my ass in gear then and I better be coachable. And a coachability is something that when I came in, I was kind of, yeah, I had the ego. I was coachable because I didn't know, but I'm like, I'll just do it my way. And I'm like, oh my God, no, these people are successful. They've paved the path before me and I've worked on being coachable. And now I'm super coachable and we're at the top of our company, but like I'm always looking to learn at all times yeah. from all people. Um, Can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. So most of my network now makes a few million dollars a month. Mm -hmm. Like my close, like I can call them, they'll pick up, like they make anywhere from like 5 million to 20 million a month. Mm -hmm. And what I have found is the higher the income, the more coachable they are. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, like they'll be like, Colt, like, like they want to be coached. Mm -hmm. Like tell me something I need to change. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, but it's, it's the lower income people. Those are the ones that they're so resistant, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. it, but it, I've all, I've just seen that. And it just, it blows my mind. And then usually when someone's really coachable, I'm like, dude, they're going to crush it. Yeah. Like, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. You know? Totally. And, it, you know, it's funny. When you meet successful people, there's almost this, like, pattern I see in a lot of them where they almost have this, like, in the coachability and the learning, they're, they're lifelong learners. They're always learning. And I think a lot of it comes from this fear of, like, being found out or that they're not like legit or that they're a fraud almost. I almost see that in a lot of people where it makes it that insatiable app to like, I have to keep learning. I have to keep growing. Otherwise, like I'm going to be a nobody or there or people are going to find out that I'm not all that I'm, that I'm cracked up to be. And yeah, I see that a lot of Most successful people that did research, they have an inferiority complex. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have some, and I have that for sure. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know when it comes from, I actually made a post about all my stories. I was like, I'm like, does it come from me being bullied? Cause I used to be like really like severely. Oh, bullied. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like a kid, like when I was like second, third, fourth grade, mm -hmm. was it from my parents being divorced? Is it cause I was an athlete? Was it because like I grew up, I, I don't know what it was, but like most successful people like feel inferior but they also believe that they can accomplish right. Something. The book, they, yeah, it's that yeah. it's that tandem is that fear of being a failure and that they're inferior with that, coupled with I believe that I I it's almost a knowing I will be that person I'll make it happen. Um, so ten years in, we're well, well, coming to the end of the interview. Do you approach your business differently? Are you still recruiting? What does it look like? Like obviously in the early stages, you were you were grinding. You're working at the gym seven days a week just to build your network. You were doing calls until your phone died or you've passed out. Like you're grinding. Are you still grinding? What's shifted? What's different 10 years in? Yeah, um, I think that's different 10 years in is I'm super picky with who I work with. Mm. In the beginning, you can't be. Yeah. Because you need to work with people that don't have all four characteristics. But I think also now... Um, it's almost like you have to, I had to be okay with like putting leaders 
in front like we have a, a three or four day event twice mm-hmm. a year with my whole team mm-hmm. i only speak a couple times yeah i mean there's probably 12 hours of content i speak for mm-hmm. so i've had to train people to train my team mm-hmm. and i'm kind of like because i remember i went to this six figure summit where it's like you had to prove that you make six figures an hour marketing eric worry held it, it was, mm-hmm. he doesn't do it anymore but i went to the guy who made the most money in the room he was making like three or four million a year in his company and i was like yo i asked this question I'm like hey I know I should talk to you. I don't know what question I should ask you, but what do you think is something that I should know that I, I don't know? Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, I didn't, yeah. I'm like, I need knowledge, bro, yeah. but I don't know what to ask you kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I think I know what I should tell you. Most people think that the person on stage makes the most money. I'm like, yeah, that's what I've always been taught. The person mm-hmm. speaking on the whiteboard, they make the most money. He goes, he goes, I'd never built that way. He goes, what I did, he goes, I want my team to be on stage, mm. right? I wanna be, I wanna have my prospects in the front of the room mm-hmm. being trained or sold to by my by my uh, piece, person on my team. I wanna be in the back of the room and no one knows who I am. Mm. And I was like, that is not my business. Yeah, same. <laughs> Everybody same. knows me, yeah. I do everything. Yep. So for the last few years, it's been really putting me in this position to train the trainer, mm-hmm. train the presenter, mm-hmm. being really critical and being a high level coach to the people who want to be there, mm-hmm. um, giving them speaking time, giving mm-hmm. them spotlight, making sure my videographers and my photographers get photos of them yeah. so they have credibility on social media. Like, I, I mean, oh, I'm in a mastermind um, that costs like $25,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I got 13 of my top leaders to buy in too. Mm-hmm. Like I need them to invest in their business, you know? Mm-hmm. So like one of the most impactful things that I did a year and a half ago, I was spent almost four hours of my time closing my team on a mastermind that I made no commission off of because mm-hmm. I wanted them to spend 25K to invest in their own business and themselves. Mm-hmm. And that grew my leadership um, depth so 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 very big so I think that's a big one and, and now so it's like, I'm just very picky like mm-hmm. if you're not coachable or if you don't have a network like it I like again if you if you have a network and have influence I'm gonna work with you mm-hmm. you know because I could just you know let's go do the Instagram live and we'll just crush it yeah right um, you might not be coachable but like if you have a network that listens to you like we'll make some money mm-hmm. but if you don't have a network that listens to you which is very few people nowadays right like you better be extremely coachable yeah. like if I tell you something and you don't listen to me like you might get a couple more chances and then like you you get group zoom calls right <laughs> yeah, I mean because right. like now it's not I'm giving time away because I have a daughter who's mm-hmm. two and a half mm-hmm. I have a son now I have a wife mm-hmm. so it's like I have church stuff so it's like Dude, like you should be paying me $5,000 an hour to talk to me. Mm-hmm. The level of income that I create, that would be my consultant fee. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you free time because I get a compensation from you. Mm-hmm. Eh, I'm not about that. Mm-hmm. I do network marketing because it's fulfilling. You can yeah. grow people and stuff like that. I make more money outside of network marketing now, mm-hmm. but I love network marketing because it it, it it helped me and it helped so many other people. And I love my company. I love my product. I just love the industry, how it's like you're giving back, but these people need to be hyper coachable and willing to work, mm-hmm. you know? All right. Last question for you. Empower the person who's either not in network marketing yet or like just getting started or really hasn't given it a chance just on the opportunity and what you, you know from your experience but what you even see moving forward yeah it's funny i just thought of it well there's like i, I would just say this answer because of like maybe the last couple of days but i wouldn't have given it a, a week ago it's um well, i think number one it's you know you're listening to this because you want more mm-hmm. right like you're not content 
with where you're at. Mm-hmm. So if me, if you're listening to this and you're shaking your head, you're like, all right, I want to get to the next level of my life, the next level of my finances, then you're probably looking at our market. That's why you're following Wade, right? Mm-hmm. So the next thing is, you know, poor people start things from scratch. Look at Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. How many poor people go to Shark Tank, try to hopefully, hopefully trying to get involved and get some money from somebody? Mm-hmm. Poor people start things from scratch. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk did not start Tesla. Did mm-hmm. you know that? He bought it from no, somebody else. I didn't. Yeah, wow. yeah. So successful people start things that already have some type of background and some type of like look. Who, okay, look at the sharks on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. They're like, I want to buy. I want to go into a business that's already the being successful. There. Yeah, and that's what I saw with my company. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, whether I join or not, they're selling millions of dollars of products, mm-hmm. right? But if I can get involved then it's all, like the product works, the comp plan works, mm-hmm. like the, the manufacturing, all of that stuff's done. Mm-hmm. So now I could just do one piece of it, which is the marketing and the sales. Mm-hmm. So if I can master that, now I could you know do anything I want. So mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing. It's you're only having to do a piece of the pie mm-hmm. and you're already working. I mean, we're, we're both in amazing companies. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, you want to partner with a successful company. And I think a big one too is, it's not just so much a company, it's a leader, mm-hmm. you know, because you are who you hang around. Yeah. So you want to partner with a leader. And if you don't partner with a leader, you can still be successful, but you got to do the stuff that I did. Yeah. You got to court these people who are, might not be easy to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. You got to pay money to be in masterminds, but you, you should probably do that too eventually. But um, I, I just think that marketing is the easiest way for the average person to make an above average income with, with very little um, money. Yeah, you know yeah. it's it's insane. Like what you can do with just some sweat equity, mm-hmm. and if you want to build a big business and you can't be successful network marketing, you won't ever build a big business mm. because you don't know the skills. Network mm-hmm. marketing is kind of like a board game for a big business. Like if you can if you can win the game of network marketing, you could really do whatever you want. Exactly, that's what I say too. Network marketing was the the gateway into entrepreneurship for me to go be like, oh my gosh, this platform, that platform, and it is. You realize, I love that you said you make more money outside of network marketing because you've learned about money. You surround yourself with people. You're investing. You're doing these different things. You're buying real estate, investing in all these things. And you're like, oh, I know how now how to multiply this money I make. And I, now I do network marketing. It's fulfilling. I like it. It's a game almost. How can I help other people? Well, most um, of the time with investments, it's like you only help investments. It's like really wealthy people make way, way, way more yeah. money, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's what investments really are. It's yeah, like, yeah. and a lot of the investments I, I get into, there's a minimum, yeah. 50K, 250K, mm-hmm. 500K minimum to mm-hmm. even be like, have a seat, yeah. right? Like the average person can't even put 50K in. Yeah. So like, I like their market because you give the average person who only has maybe a couple hundred, a couple thousand bucks mm-hmm. and like a bad credit score an opportunity to change your family's life. Like yeah. I'm first at generation wealth, mm-hmm. right? Um, but a lot of people that, you know, I roll with now, they're second generation. Mm-hmm. Some of them are third generation, bro. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's like big, big money. That's like money. It's hard to spend and lose. Yeah. You yeah. know, but, um, but yeah. I dude, I appreciate you. I appreciate you coming on, sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your story and everything. And it, you know, I'm sure people will be inspired. Where's the best place to connect with you? Instagram? Oh yeah. Instagram. Just watch out for all my scam accounts. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I'll drop his real Instagram in the show notes. Yeah. Just at, and then Colton Ichabe. So at, oh, with with a period, my bad. So here, you gotta get a scam account already. Ready? So at C-O-L-T-E-N period E-C-H-A-V-E. And I'll drop that in the show notes too. But appreciate you, brother. Appreciate everything. We'll stay connected. Let's go. That was fun. Till next time.
Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.